The countdown is on to the October 14 election, so over the next few weeks we're looking at the ag policies of some of the leading parties. But can I call the next guest a member of a leading party? He's the prince of the provinces, but to be a leading party, Shane Jones, you need to get past 5%. What are your chances? Oh, we're well and truly beyond the threshold of 5%. Uh, Certain pollsters, often driven by whoever's paying them, have us bobbing slightly lower, but uh, we're absolutely confident. All right. With Winston's speeches and a host of other positive initiatives, we're beyond that threshold. Now, when I phoned you up during the break, you said, I'm loitering outside some Bay of Islands toilets, which always sounds a bit dodgy. I would have thought you might have been over the other side of the water at the uh, Duke of Marlborough Hotel, wonderful hotel where you and Winston held your uh, election night wake in, what, uh, 2020. Will that be the election night party venue this year? No, we've just gone through Kawakawa where the Hundavasa toilet is. I'm a respectable distance from any toilet, but I'll tell you what, October the 14th, we'll be at the Duke of Marlborough. Russell will be enjoying the fruits of victory, and the only thing that night that has the word wakened, it'll be a wake for the woke. Well, I'm pleased to hear that because I'm, I'm over the woke. The wokeness is destroying New Zealand. What can you do? What's your ag policy? I want to start with the elephant in the room. I think one of the big ones for farmers out there is the emissions pricing plan. What are you guys going to do? New Zealand First has been very clear there will be no emissions pricing initiative until such time. Our trading partners are doing the same thing. And hello uh, to, the young, uh, to the heifers who threw the signs and the placards into Parliament, the EU has now said cows are exempt from their emissions plans in the EU. So all of the people that have been warning farmers, unless you commit to a tax, you will be blocked from the EU. The EU themselves have exempted cows from the emissions initiative. Well, that sounds like a good common sense policy to me. Did common sense go out the door when New Zealand first came up with its forestry policy in 2017? The forestry policy of 2017 was right tree, right place. This time round, we're going to ensure that any forest coming into the ETS must be grown on those lands that are not deemed to be productive soil lands. And there's lots of uh, whenua land around six, seven, eight category that ought to go back into trees. And look, nothing is static. And the forest policy, uh, which will be further Um, elaborated upon will be a further example of common sense, but I don't want people trashing the forestry industry. Forestry has a great role to play in terms of sequestration, jobs, and boosting a fuel that will help these uh, these apostles who want us to move away from coal. Yeah, and OK, well, let's use uh, the apostles' analogy. Have you got, like, bloodied pine needles on your hands? Because you're talking <laughs> about... <laughs> did you like that, Shane? You're talking about land, and I, I've seen uh, Class 3 and 4 land go into forestry. That's not good. Yes, as I said, our policy is focused on ensuring that forestry in the future is confined to grades 6, 7 and 8. Now, look, there could be some cockies who want to put forest blocks and shelter belts and whatnot on productive land. And, of course, farmers who are going to invest in forests, you should be able to enjoy the uh, dividend of an offset on their land. No argument from me on that one. And you, can't, you can never have enough shelter belts on a farm. Let's face it, it's like sheds, Shane. You can never have enough sheds on a farm. Live shipments, they're banned at the moment. Are you going to bring them back? Yes, obviously, uh, we're confident that that industry, uh, sorry, that uh, market and that type of investment can continue. And uh, obviously, there has to be uh, due consideration 
to the uh, strategic interests of New Zealand, but more importantly, the welfare consideration of animals. But this blanket ban that was driven by Jacinda, uh, we wanted to go the same direction she's gone. Mind you, aren't we cutting off our nose to spite our face when it comes to exporting dairy heifers to China? It's come back to bite us in the butt. Well, as I said, on a case-by-case basis, but a blanket ban is not something that is sustainable. Wool. What are you going to do about wool? Because there's an industry in the doldrums. Yeah, I just think it's a tragedy that recently the Ministry of Education went the synthetic option. 2017, our leader, Winston Peters, uh, pushed vigorously for the government to embrace um, a a wool-first policy. Uh, Grant Robertson and the others, despite their woolly thinking, weren't prepared to back that. Our agricultural policy will reinstate uh, that uh, potential outcome and, more importantly, will insist that we begin to back our own producers because the country needs not only wealth but internal resilience. You talk about a war on woke. Landcorp, Palmu as it's known now, has been accused of wokeness. What would you do with Landcorp? Well, Palmu is uh, not even a Māori word. It's what they call a transliteration. And uh, they've taken the word farm and turned it into Palmu. So it's not even authentic Māori. But the most important thing about Landcorp, we've got to ensure that those farms that are capable of being balloted out uh, on, a, on an agreeable basis to young farmers ought to proceed. We need a new generation of wealth creators. Communities need new families, young families. They need bigger in the farming industry. And quite frankly, the returns that we're seeing from uh, Landcorp are of such a miserable nature, I'm sure we'll get far better returns if many of those farms were balloted out and made available to the next generation of agricultural leaders. What are you going to do if October 14 doesn't go your way, Shane Jones? What's plan B for you? Uh, The plan is to salvage the country. The plan is to put uh, the interests of all New Zealanders to the forefront. And as a former politician has said, there is no plan B. There's only the plan to overcome the citadels of wokedom and bring the country back to its senses by having a government comprised of common sense involving New Zealand First. Well, the war on woke continues. Shane Jones, New Zealand First, commenting on its just-released ag policy. Thanks for your time on the country. Kia ora. Thank you very much.